0: Hello. So uh, my name's Neville. I'm uh, one of the uh, pastors here at Grace City Church, and we're in our sermon series at the moment called Foundations, looking at uh, an ancient statement of belief called the Apostles' Creed. And we're working through it line by line. And this week uh, we've got to a line which actually talks about judgment, and. This, uh, this, we've been working through this line by line. Last week we looked at Jesus um, ascending uh, to his Father in heaven and, and sitting down at his right hand and everything that that meant for us. But today we're going to look at a line in the Creed uh, which says, and he, that's Jesus this is referring to, so in fact it's saying, and he, Jesus, will come to judge the living and the dead. And I want to look at this subject uh, by looking at a passage in, in the Bible from the book of Philippians, uh, chapter 2. Uh, and we'll, But we'll, we'll look at it in a moment. We'll look at um, verse 5 through verse 11. But before we get into that, uh, I want to talk about the one who's coming to judge, which is why I want to open up the passage in Philippians, because it's Jesus but I want us to step back for a moment before we do that and, and talk about history. Or where do you think history is headed? And people can, I often hear them say, when I listen to the news, someone can be on the, well, I think that politician or that person is on the right side of history or the wrong side of history. Or I think history will be unkind to that person. And you often hear that said, and it kind, of, it, it kind of shows a sense of we think we know where history is going or we, we think we know what history is going to reveal or what the future is going to reveal or we're going to look back in 10 years and know what's happened and of course we don't but we kind of like to think we do and uh, uh, people claim to know where history is heading and if you take God out of the equation, then what, my question would be: Why should it be heading anywhere at all? And there's a quote by Martin Luther uh, that I find interesting on this subject. He says this: He says, "The arc of history, the arc of history is long, but it bends towards justice. The arc of history is long, but it bends towards." Justice. It might take a long time, but justice is coming. There is a a good ending coming. There is justice waiting for us. And this doesn't really make sense unless we head to the Bible. And the Bible is his story. It's the story of Jesus. And this is the creed we're looking at. This explains a lot about where we think history is heading to. Uh, How Jesus plunges into this world and then rises again. And there is a moral arc to the story of Jesus, which I'll unpack in a moment. Uh, Christians think and believe that, that history follows his moral arc that bends towards justice. And I think to help us understand this, I I thought, how can I explain this to you? I think there's three views of history. You may well say there's more views of history, but certainly there's three major views of of history and where the world's going, Uh, past, present, future. There's three major views, I would say. And I'll describe them as um, like a circle, a frown and a smile. And let let me explain what I mean by that. The circle view, I think, of history is wh- where have we come from, where are we going to, is kind of that uh, life just goes round in a repeat. It, it just repeats itself. There's not much we can do about it. It tends to make us quite fatalistic. Uh, whatever will be, will be, but things just go round in circles. They just repeat, and it doesn't really make much difference to what we do there might be a belief that one day we'll come back again, there's a reincarnation, we get another go at this, Uh, but basically it tends to lead to a disengagement. We kind of think, oh I'll just get on and do the best I can, but but life just goes round in a circle and just keeps repeating itself. That's definitely one view of history, where we come from, where we're going to. Uh, Another view is what I call the frown which, you know, we have emojis today. It's like it's like the top half of the circle is what I call the frown. And uh, it kind of, when you relate that to the world, I would say it kind of, it begins in darkness, we get a brief moment of light, and then it plunges back down in into darkness again. And uh, we briefly emerge and, and, and plunge back. And the view is that we're kind of biological survival machines made up of atoms that are floating through the universe, and we've come out of nothing, we've got our brief, um, our brief moment, we take all we can out of life, and then we plunge back into nothingness again. Uh, that is what I call the frown view of history. We we've come from nothing, we get this brief moment, and then we plunge back into nothingness again, that's it. And then I would say the third view is what I call the smile view, the upside-down circle, which, which is, I believe, the Christian's view of the moral arc of the universe. In that uh, we have a God who's existed uh, into, back into eternity, who uh, created a, a, a perfect heavens and earth, and we've messed it up. <laughs> we've plunged downwards, but there is a day coming when God will put everything right and there will be a new heavens and a new earth. That's kind of the smile view of history. I hope that just makes sense that the circular view, the frown view and the smile view. Now, Having said that just as a way of introduction uh, I want to look at this passage that you've heard read out to you in Philippians 2 because this is this summarizes a lot of things about Christianity and particularly about Jesus who we're saying today is the one who will come to judge the living and the dead. So what is this judge like? And this passage says quite a lot about him. Uh, We see Jesus stooping, suffering, sacrificing, dying and being raised up. Uh, And this is the creed, we've been through it. He's born of the Virgin Mary, he suffered, he died, he descended he was raised on the third day and he's ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the father that's what we've looked at through the creed and the shape of his life the shape of jesus's life defines all of our lives and without jesus i don't think there's any reason to believe in a smile version of history uh, without jesus it doesn't make a lot of sense to me but what if it's true what if jesus really has plunged into the fallenness of this world what does it mean it's very important so let's look at philippians 2 so verse 5 we started it says have in mind have this have this mind among yourselves which is yours in christ jesus verse 6 who though he was in the form of god did not count equality with god a thing to be grasped see jesus the bible says was with the Father back into eternity, perfect relationship, the wonders of heaven, knowing perfect love with, with the Father, the Son and the Spirit. And Jesus, this verse says, doesn't think of that perfect life or history as the frown. Uh, he, he's not looking to rise up to grab and take hold of whatever he can in the moments he's got. It's not what it says. It says he did not count equality with God. Something to be grasped or held on to. He didn't treat it like that. What does Jesus do with his goodness? He pours it out. He pours it out for us. The Bible says, it's, it's, it's prophesied about Jesus in the Psalms, that he would be the fountain of life. What does a fountain do? Well, it just pours out water. This is what Jesus has poured himself out. That's what he came to do. He came to the earth. He didn't count his equality with God, the Father, something to be grasped and held onto, Not what he thought about life. He, he poured himself out. What an amazing God. Verse 7 says, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. See, the default view in the West, often I think, of God is a God that's high on power and low on personality or kindness. Lots of power, not much kindness. Not much nearness, God who's far away. That's kind of the default view. And people often say to me, "Um, I don't believe in God. Hear that quite a lot as a pastor, I don't believe in God. And I I tend to answer that statement with a question. Well, which God is it that you don't believe in? Which God is it that you don't uh, believe in? Can I tell you about this God that I see in the Bible? And uh, I see one who who, who is loved by his Father. Loved by his Father. Full of the Holy Spirit. And this one called Jesus, he stoops, he bends down, he comes to the earth, he serves He suffers he bleeds he dies for us that's what I see maybe that's it's a God that I find very intriguing very unusual that's what I see in the Bible that the God of the Bible does is that the God you're rejecting Is, is that the God you're saying no to that you don't believe in have you ever studied it why would he plunge into this pit with all our darkness and all our hurt and all our rejection why would he do that see we've turned from light and life and love and God says your darkness will be my darkness I'll take it on that's a God that I'm very interested in is that the God that you've seen is that the God you're rejecting you don't believe in Verse 8 says about Jesus and being found in human form he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on a cross. See he wants to meet us at the darkest part of the valley. There's no depths he won't plunge to. Humbles himself becoming obedient even to the point of death and not just any death, but death on a cross, the worst form of punishment. Is there a place he won't come down to? See, I'm gonna say to you, I ask you the question again, what is your view of history? What is history? Is history the circle? Which we're basically just stuck, it's endless repeat, no one's coming. It's just maybe we get another go in another life, maybe we won't, but what the heck? What's the point? We'll we'll just keep going. Life just goes round. There's nothing I can do about it. There's no one coming to rescue. It's not going to change. I'm just going to do the best I can. Is it a frown where you have this brief moment to pull yourself up, to do the best you can, to work hard, to try and climb up the ladder in these moments that you've got between your birth and your death? Is that your view of history, of of this universe, the way that it works? Or is it the smile where you believe in a God who stoops down to help us? Who comes to meet us where we are, who comes to lift us out and lift us up? See, verse 9 starts with a therefore. Verse 9, Philippians 2, therefore God has highly exalted him. And bestowed on him the name that is above every other name god lifts this jesus up he exalts him he returns to the right hand of the father which is what we looked at last week he returns to the right hand of the father but what's the difference this time well the difference is he takes you and me with him the bible says we're seated with christ in heavenly places ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. He takes us with him. He carries us home. See, I want to say to you, your status or your standing with the God of the Bible is as good as your high priest, the one who represents you. We looked at it last week. Jesus is the great high priest who sat down because he's completed the work that he came to do. He's taken the sins of the world on himself that we might get set free if we believe in him. If we repent and believe in Jesus. I want that high priest to represent me. I want that one to come and judge me. He surely is the right one. He's a great high priest. He represents me before God. God has highly exalted him and he's given him the name above every other name jesus has now sat down because he's made one sacrifice for all for all time this is what the bible says and the creed does talk about judgment this is the line we're looking at he will come back to judge the living and the dead but the good news for those in christ jesus is that he's at the right hand of the father i want to stand before god with this high priest called jesus representing me rather than just coming by myself is that what you want are you sure what will happen to you you see the perfect life of Jesus is freely offered to you if you'll receive it and he will become your representative he will become your advocate see the Creed says he will come to judge the living and the dead this is Jesus And we find this in the Bible that John chapter 5 verse 22 says for the Father judges no one but has given all judgment to the Son. That's Jesus. 2 Timothy 4 uh, verse 11 uh, verse 1 says I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus who is to judge the living and the dead. Jesus who is to judge the living and the dead. I think it's good news that it's Jesus that's coming to judge the living and the dead. Do you even believe there will be a judgment? You see, I believe this arc of history is moving towards justice. And for there to be justice, there has to be some judgment. Someone asked me once, where do you think Anne Frank is? And... uh, She was a lady who wrote diaries. There's no evidence really that she was a believer in Jesus that was not clear at all. So where is she then? If she didn't know what's happened to her? And it's a good question. And I have to say, I don't know. I think there's lots we don't know. We, we, We don't know what happened at the moment of her death. We don't know if she communicated with Jesus. We don't know what happened. I don't know. I'm not the judge but the one coming who is the judge is the one who has stooped and served and suffered and knows humanity because he's taken on human form the bible's clear we we do need to have a relationship with jesus we do get judged on our relationship with jesus have we repented and turned of our former way of life and put our trust in him I don't know where Anne Frank is but Jesus does and I I trust Jesus to judge well and I hear many stories of people who have last moment meetings with Jesus in their lives. Their lives flash before them. Things happen spiritually and I don't claim to know all that. We do live though in a very judgmental society. I don't want to judge what happens to people. I don't know what happens to people in their last moments. Do you want someone to represent you? I want Jesus to represent me before the Father. See, the judge of the world, the one that's coming to judge, has placed himself in the darkness. And it's not my role to know who will be judged and how they'll be judged. It's not my role to know that. But I do know, and I believe with all my heart, that he's the only trustworthy judge. See, imagine another scenario where this universe is the final judge uh, where we just go back into nothing and there's no see there's no separation between Anne Frank and her killers they both get the same end is that justice is that the justice that you want it doesn't seem fair to me is that is that fairness to you if there's just nothingness what about a, a, a karma where you, you, just, you just get back what you put in? That's what happens in life. You put more in, you get more back. Yeah, it's, maybe that's a bit more fair, but it's not merciful. It's not very kind. If I could elect one person to judge, it would be Jesus, the one that gave up everything and took on our darkness, took on humanity, came and served and loved and bled and died and stooped down i'd say jesus let you be you're the one to be the judge jesus i trust you more than anyone else there's lots of questions i can't answer but i know that jesus is the merciful judge i i i know jesus i see the way jesus lived his life on the earth i trust him to be a good judge the right judge You see verse 10 and 11 say that so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What this is saying is at the end of time things get wrapped up we will all acknowledge Jesus. Everyone is going to acknowledge Jesus one day. There's a a time coming that's where history is heading towards. Well where is it going? Well, this is saying the smile version of history that started off with the trinity the father the son and the spirit in perfect communion perfect world perfect adam mankind humankind created in the image of god we've messed it up we've plunged ourselves into this pit and jesus stoops to come and rescue us and one day history is heading towards justice where jesus comes to judge the living and the dead that's where it's heading to and one day all will say that Jesus is Lord and every tongue will confess and every knee will bow you see it's the same self-giving love from Jesus that that gives that that brings out two responses in people it brings out a sense of yes Jesus help me help me I, I want you to come into my life I want to turn I want you to be the Lord of my life but it also produces the response of, I'm not interested, I don't want to know. Jesus offers light and life and love if you will receive it. But if if you don't receive it, it's not because Jesus hasn't offered it to you, he has. If you want Jesus, then you repent and believe. You turn from your old way of life, you say, I want this one who's emptied himself who didn't hold on he didn't grasp at things he let things go he came down he took on humanity he suffered and served and bled and died for me Jesus you're the one that I want I I, I want you to help me I want you to help lift me out of this pit that I'm in I I want to get back to God The, the things I can't I can't do it myself I need your help Jesus, come into my life, I accept your perfect life, I turn to you, I repent, I repent of, who I, of, of what I've become. Jesus, help me, I, I turn to you, repent and believe, and believe that he is the Christ, he is the Son of God. Believe in him who he said he, said he is. If you believe in your heart that he's the Lord, you believe that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You believe it? You turned, you turned to God this morning. He's the one, this Jesus is coming to judge the living and the dead. He's a merciful judge. He's a good judge. He's taken on humanity. He's reached down into our mess and taken it on himself that he might lift up lift out all who will believe in his name this is so important for us there is a day coming when judgment will come it has to come it has to come but do you want Jesus to be your representative in that moment do you want Jesus to come to you do you want him to save you to rescue you Jesus is the best judge there could be he is coming to judge the living and the dead let's worship him together as we sing together now